Hey mamas, birth can be unpredictable and even when we have a plan, plans can change and often do. But there is hope for an incredible and beautiful experience even in the midst of changed plans and unexpected bumps in the road. In this Built to Birth podcast, we get to hear Lexi's birth story that began with an unexpected road to pregnancy, location changes for her birth, changing expectations of what labor would be like, and how she stayed anchored to her goals every step of the way. If you're loving Lexi's story, make sure you go to whatever podcast platform you listen on, Apple, Spotify, or Google, and subscribe, rate, and write a review so that the podcast platform knows to share this podcast with more mamas just like you who need to hear inspiring and encouraging birth stories. Now let's jump into Lexi's birth story. Hi! Hi, Lexi. It's good to see you. Good to see you, too. My hair is, like, super wet, but... I didn't it looks care, good. I so. wish I had that volume. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I love it. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Um, just getting used to mom life. It's been three weeks, so I'm kind of oh sleep deprived. <laughs> yes, I know. We've been there. Yeah. <laughs> but mom life is the best, right? It's been really fun. I can't, I'm still looking at her in awe, like, oh my gosh, did I, this really, really happen? Wow. I, know, I feel like it takes a while <laughs> to be like, like, oh, okay, she's mine. Like my daughter's almost two and I still feel like I look at her and I'm like, are you like real? Are you mine? Did I make you? Right. <laughs> yeah. Like, did this really happen? Like you, you came out of my vagina. This is, this is strong. <laughs> I know it's wild. It is so wild. Yeah. Wow. So but three weeks old. Thank you so much for, you know, taking time out to share your birth story. I know that those first few weeks of being postpartum can be challenging. And so I just really appreciate you taking the time to share your birth story. Um, I was so happy when you reached out to me and like you sent me the um, like URL for your YouTube video. I was so like, seriously, it like brought me like I was almost crying. I was just like, that is so powerful. And so I'm so glad now that you get to share it with me and so many other mamas to really inspire and empower them. So why don't we just hop right in and kind of share a little bit about yourself and your family and kind of getting pregnant and then leading up to your birth. Yeah, absolutely. Um, first, I just want to thank you because I watched so many of your YouTube videos oh. and I was like, I wonder if she on Instagram. And so when I found you, I found you after the uh, baby, but I watched so many of your affirmations and just um, just learning a lot about momhood and just doula and midwife work. It's just so, it's so helpful. So I appreciate that. Well, good Um, for you for taking the reins on that too. You know, that just shows that you wanted to have that empowering experience. And so you, you know, took that route of educating yourself so that you could be empowered through it. So that's all on you. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, yeah, so I, me and my husband, we started YouTube last year And um, to make a long, long story short, um, we have videos that talk about our journey to trying to get pregnant. We we had to go through IVF to get um, pregnant. We were trying for two years Mm -hmm. and then uh, we we felt led to just like, okay, let's just see what's going on. Um, We found out we were having like issues. Well, actually, my husband was having issues um, with his infertility. So Mm -hmm. we ended up going through IVF and thank God, like the first try worked um, because that stuff can be pretty... Yeah, that could be pretty expensive. Um, But that was just a long journey within itself. Mm. And after, you know, that we found out we were pregnant in July, 
which was super exciting. Um, and then to make longer story short, COVID-19 happened. <laughs> I know. Just so much craziness. Yeah. And honestly, we were planning on having um, our uh, going to a natural birthing center in Carmanos, which mm-hmm. is a, um, a hospital that's in Michigan. And they do natural birth. But just in case, you know, something happens, we're in the hospital. It's right. You know, the regular excuse me, hospital is right around the corner okay. and like a, like across the hall, really. Yeah. And so that was our plan. That's what we were planning on doing. I want to say three weeks before my um, due date, we were told that the hospitals were not letting a doula or anybody mm-hmm. else come to the hospitals, which I'm sure you've heard that yeah. story before. Yeah. And so um, we also found out that they weren't even letting our partners come in mm-hmm. um, to a certain extent. They weren't even, and then they would separate the baby from the mom. Like it was a lot of stuff that was going on in Michigan. And even though the CDC said that you could bring somebody, hospitals were not really abiding by that rule. Okay. So we were extremely concerned, extremely concerned um, yeah. to hear that three weeks before our due date. Of that course. was, um, yeah, that was traumatic. I feel like me and my husband had like a good day of just like straight crying mm. because I couldn't imagine being without my family. I couldn't imagine um, even being without our doula. Um, because we, you know, when you pay for a doula and you've been working with that person for a while, you kind of expect that kind of support. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. To not have that was shocking. So, um, we ended up talking to our doula. We talked to also our birthing teacher. We had a personal birthing teacher that came to our house to, to, um, help us with our education or, okay. Awesome. Yeah. She was also, yeah, she was also a doula and a birthing teacher. Okay. So I, I was just so blessed because I felt like I was surrounded by just very positive and um, positive women who were teaching me things that I had no idea about. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when I told them what was going on with the hospital, actually, they let me know. And I started talking to them about like, what are my options? Like, what could mm-hmm. I do? And they told me like, why don't you talk to a midwife? Mm-hmm. And I had no idea who a mid- what a midwife was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was wondering like, is this something, you know, is this, this another type of nurse? Like, how do you, you know, like, what do you, yeah. what do they do? Yeah. And so they pretty much told me like, you could do a home birth and to hear a home birth three weeks before your due date is like, what? Like, that's shocking yeah. to me. Yeah. What kind of emotions um, were you feeling when they kind of brought that up? Like, were you like resisting at first or were you like totally uncertain or nervous or what, what kind of were your emotions when they brought that up as an option? I think I was introspective because the truth is um, my, my husband had like a conversation with me and asked me like, how serious are you about having a natural birth? Mm. And it was as somebody who's going into labor and delivery the first time, I was honestly very scared of labor and delivery. Like I was Mm. scared of labor. I was scared of what, I I have no idea what to feel. I have no idea how to react. Mm. So something that was, that was, um, you know, kind of the unknown I was scared about. And even though I was going to a natural birthing center, I think my safety net was the fact that if I couldn't handle it, if Mm. I didn't, um, you know, I wasn't able to take the pain or whatever, I would be able to just walk across the hall. And so to have that safety net almost taken away from me when it came to a home birth, I was very, very shocked. I was very concerned. I was, um, I had to really do some introspection 
of mm-hmm. what is it that I really want and why do I want it? Yeah. And that's honestly when I just started to read um, some midwife books. I started to talk to some more doulas and just mm-hmm. really understand the process of labor. Like, what is it? How is this affecting me? How mm-hmm. can I connect with my baby during this time? All of that. And that's when I actually started looking your uh, YouTube up. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, but all of that really helped me to be, I don't know why, but when she brought up home birth the first time, I was very concerned. I was very nervous. But then all of a sudden, I just felt this peace over me hmm. that really um, helped me to see like, okay, you you are strong enough to do this. This is not, this is not something that is foreign. Um, yeah. Many people have done home births. And it has not killed them. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And there are always risks no matter where you give birth. You know, like there are risks at a hospital, there are risks at a birth center, there are risks at home. And so it's a matter of realizing, like, okay, I have these options and what's, what are the risks? What are the benefits? Mm-hmm. And then what am I desiring? What are my goals? Because I'm going to choose a location that aligns with my goals. And for, you know, it isn't a home birth for all women. For some women, right. some women, it's only a home birth, you know? And so it's, it's just yeah. really f- deciding what is right for you and your pregnancy and safe for your circumstances. And so it's awesome. Mm-hmm. Did you start feeling that peace once you started educating yourself a little bit more on, you know, like what happens during labor and the connection that you have to your body and your baby? Is that when you started feeling more peace? I felt, yes, I felt that learning more about um, just understanding that your body is doing the work for you mm-hmm. and connecting with your baby and realizing that, you know, like one of the affirmations that I think you probably saw in the video was like, your body was made for birthing in mind. I was like, that mm-hmm. really like changed my perspective of just, it's not, it's not just this like painful experience that you're going through. It's a emotional, like beautiful mm. transition into motherhood. Yeah. And it, and it's a mental, it's mind over matter. I felt like mm. the more that I inform myself, the more that I realized that everybody doesn't have the same story and mm. you stop hearing all of those horror stories about it. Um, yeah. It just gives you, it gives you a peace and a comfort. And me and my husband, we prayed about it and it helped us to just really, um, and we meditated almost every day. Like I felt like this mm. isolation, even though there's so much stuff going on, it helped me to really zero in my thinking and zero in my men- my mental thoughts into like, okay, I can do this. How can mm-hmm. I get my how can I get my mind stronger than yeah. my fear and my anxiety over yeah. it? So. That's so powerful. I love that you said that. It is like such a a mental game. And if you can Mm. strengthen your mind to believe that your body was meant to do it because your body's going to do it. It's really your mind that tells you that it can't, you know? And so I love that, you know, you chose to educate yourself on your options and in doing so you are able to be empowered with by the decision that you made. Um, yeah. and that's so great that you were able to have your husband on board with it too. And that you guys kind of took that together in stride, you know, deciding how it was going to play out for you guys. So yeah, then you, did you find a midwife then like three weeks before your birth? Yes. Um, we actually found a, uh, we found a midwife. I want to say that weekend and it was perfect because she's, she was absolutely amazing. When I tell you like every, my mom's, my, my, my mom-in-law and my mom came and Mm. they were, you know, they were for kind of doing a home birth, but they were also concerned about like 
you know, the simple questions like what happens with the cord? What happens, you know, if, um, you know, you're feeling too much pain, like how do you know if it's an emergency versus not? And she tackled all of those questions. She was a paramedic for like 16 years. Um, She worked in a hospital. Like, so I didn't, I was very surprised at how much information she's, she knew about like birth and home birth. And she's done like over 300 deliveries. So I was very shocked about that. Mm, Um, And it just, and again, that also gave me so much more peace about doing it. And the fact that I'm privileged enough that I'm able to, you know, I'm healthy enough to do a home Mm. birth was, was a blessing for me too. But yeah, so I, I did that. And the crazy thing is that I really thought that I knew my birth plan even after that. (laughs) And things just kept changing. Um, We Mm. had to change the location of where I was going to have a little home birth to a week before my due date to um, where we are right now, where we're living right now. And again, because of COVID and stuff that was going on with our family, we couldn't do it where we wanted to. Mm. And, um, and again, I have my thoughts of like what I wanted my birth to look like. I was yeah. like, oh, I'm going to have my birth be like six hours or three mm-hmm. hours. Like I've seen people yeah. do like labor and delivery in one hour. Like I could do yeah. that. Yeah, That was not my story. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm thankful because I ended up, um, ended up having to deliver for 32 hours. And I'm probably longer than that because I didn't realize I was having contractions until they started to get strong. Yeah. And I was having, um, and when I say like 32 hours, it was like 8.30 PM. And I was having contractions every five minutes lasting a minute. Wow. And yeah. that was So it was like, like almost like you were in active labor from the beginning when you started feeling your surges. It almost yeah. was like, all right, here we go. Because I remember yeah. watching that in your video, your your husband was like, maybe tomorrow night we'll have her here. And you're like, wow, like, yeah, maybe she'll be here. Yes, I was like, this is, I, I was in full agreement. I even, I was, uh, we had like a follow-up video where I was telling um, our viewers, like, I definitely thought it was going to be earlier than what my husband even said, because mm-hmm. I was just believing, I was focused. I'm like, this is going to yeah. happen. And especially considering I was having them every, like, you know, every five minutes and they were one minute, like that's the five, one, one rule. Yeah. But I realized that everybody's different. Yeah. And that was, um, that was like something that I was really like praying for and just meditating saying that Mm. this is not going to last as long as I think it would and ended up being longer, but I'm thankful because the information and the mental, the meditation, all of that helped me to get through Mm. this long process that and it didn't even feel now looking back it doesn't feel long but Mm -hmm. in the moment I felt like it was taking forever yeah yeah and you know it's just again I think it goes back to what you put in your toolbox with that education and with those meditations Mm -hmm. and with you know those movements and your birth team like all of those are tools that you bring out in your labor experience and it's like so awesome that you had all of those tools to bring out so that you could know like okay this doesn't necessarily just because it's long doesn't mean anything's wrong it just means you know baby has to do all of these things in order to be born my body has to do all of these things in order to be born and so being able to trust the process, even when it goes 
a different way than we than we had planned. And I feel like yeah. that is a challenge sometimes for moms is in even wanting to write a birth plan, you know, or even think of a birth plan is, well, what happens if it doesn't go according to plan? Um, yeah. And maybe we can answer that question a little bit later, but why don't you like kind of walk us through now that 32 hour labor that you had, some of the things that happened and what you did to, you know, manage those sensations that you had, you know, the support that you had from your birth team. You want to kind of share with us your birth story? Yes. Um, so we had our family pretty much quarantined with us during that time. Um, we had them like, as soon as we knew that we were doing a home birth, we asked everybody Mm -hmm. to just like do a really serious, um, quarantine, like no going out (laughs) for like the next two and a half weeks. And all of them were absolutely for, and it was such a blessing because all of them can come, could come and just mm-hmm. be with us. Um, and we have a lot of musicians that are um, in our family. So we had music playing, we had worship going, mm-hmm. and that was just a blessing. We put um, affirmations on the wall where we were going to actually deliver the baby. And um, even having those affirmations around the wall was just a blessing, even in the beginning, and remembering the confessions that I was saying beforehand helped me throughout the whole process. Wow. Um, mm. And so that was just powerful within itself of just reminding myself of what I believe and what I, of who mm-hmm. I think I am and just yeah. having the strength to do it. And so um, we kind of invited our family. It was April 8th when I started having contractions, April 9th in the morning, we invited mm-hmm. our family to come. And I want to say like, just during that time, it was just nice to kind of have that intimate setting because Mm -hmm. we were laughing, we were joking. We were also like times that I was serious, like they were praying for me Mm -hmm. um, down. If I was upstairs, they were praying for me downstairs and I could literally hear the prayers and just hear them just supporting me and with me. And that just helped me so much. Mm -hmm. Um, We had my uh, doula who her name is Jennifer. She was like absolutely amazing. Um, she would tell me to, you know, times where I needed to walk, times where I needed to rest, um, you know, helping put a lot of counter pressure on yeah. the times that I would have uh, contractions. And I would like to call them surges, but they were, um, I remember I had a lot of back labor. Like I could yeah. feel it so mm-hmm. strong, which was another thing I was really hoping to God for <laughs> not having yeah. back labor. But I ended up having that. And, you know, every time she knew, I didn't even have to talk to her. We just had a connection where she knew when it was coming and mm-hmm. she would just immediately get in position and just like put counter pressure on, mm-hmm. on me and make me feel, um, you know, just comfortable and know that knowing that she was with me and she was walking with me. She never yeah. let me do anything where I was really by myself. She mm-hmm. encouraged me and just even times where I was feeling low, like she would find one of the confessions and just on the wall and repeat them to me mm, and remind wow, me of like, so who I am. It was beautiful. She would remind me of who I am, what I was believing for and just, um, just empowering. It was really empowering. I want to say, um, during the day I started to get, uh, discouraged because I was really believing that I would have like a quick labor and that wasn't the case. And my husband was with me the whole time supporting Mm -hmm. me. I mean, at the end, he was like, I, you're like my freaking superhero. Like, I can't even believe you did that. (laughs) But he was with me the whole time. And there would be times I would tell him to get some rest because he would be on my back, like just massaging me, um, holding me, 
Um, mm-hmm. Times where I would feel like my whole body was on him. He would like lift me up. Like he was exhausted. Mm-hmm. So I would let him sleep. And, um, and there was just some breaking points where I would just like cry and just like pray mm-hmm. and just um, have to like really remind myself of like why I'm doing this. It's not just about me. It's about my baby. Mm-hmm. It's about, you know, the future. It's about me understanding who I am and what I can mm-hmm. do. And, um, yeah, and like that was. Do you feel like oh, that's what kept you going, like kept you going and just, you know, reminding yourself your why and, you know, the reasoning behind you doing this? Do you feel like that that's what kept you going? Yeah, I, I definitely think that's what kept me going. Yeah. Um, and just and that's why it's me. so important to have that, like, that reason why you're doing it because otherwise, as soon as you start feeling something that you don't want to feel, or as soon as something derails off of your plan, it's so easy if it's not like an anchoring reason that you just kind of like drift off. And that's why I think it's so important for moms to really nail down like why they're wanting and pursuing the kind of birth that they're wanting. Yeah. And that, and I think I had to get to like a hundred percent, this is what I want and Mm -hmm. understand why I want it. I think before I was saying that I wanted a natural birth and I didn't really know why I wanted a natural birth. And I think that can cause a lot of concern and that can make you derail your thinking if you don't know why you're doing it. And so by the time that I was, the times that I actually was feeling discouraged and low, I remembered my why. I remembered that I am stronger than I think. Mm -hmm. And, and Fear and anxiety can't live in this place for me to actually do the things that I can do. Like if I really want to show myself that I can, that I have this supernatural strength Mm. to get through it, then fear and anxiety cannot live in this Mm. same area. So I have Mm. to keep moving. Yeah. And that was, that was one of those like moments. Um, It was like midday, April 9th, where I kind of like cried and I had to let go of what I wanted and Mm. really just release that and say like, okay, whatever I need to do to get this baby and have a healthy baby and naturally and um, healthy for me, healthy for the baby, I'm Mm. willing to do. I have to let go of my plans and just Mm. surrender to the process. And that was good for that moment. And then I had another moment. (laughs) (laughs) um as it started to progress because my water didn't break okay and it was one of those things that was discouraging because the midwife would check me and I would think that I was so close to active labor I was so close and she would say like you're still at three centimeters yeah you're still at three centimeters you're still at three centimeters and it wasn't until I want to say around 10 o'clock p.m April 9th where she said um we can break your we can break your water right now, or, um, we can keep going like this, but I think Mm -hmm. we should break your water. Mm -hmm. And by that time I was exhausted. I was very exhausted. Cause it'd been more than 24 hours at that point. Right. Right. Yeah. It was, yeah. And it was, um, yeah. And that, and I feel like 24 hours really does something to you where Mm -hmm. you're like, I've been in labor for 24 hours. Yeah. I cannot believe that. I cannot believe that. (laughs) So it was, um, it was very, that was very, um, I think it caused some sort of concern for me because I'm wondering how long is this going to take? Like how much longer do I have to go? Yeah. Um, Can you take? (laughs) Yeah. Like, could I I keep going? How, how can I keep going? So Mm -hmm. 
um, I told my husband, like, I was very tired and we thought about therapeutic rest, which that would mean that I would go to the hospital and get epidural. Mm-hmm. And she, um, we talked to our midwife about it and she said, I think, I think we should break your water. Mm-hmm. I think that's what's holding it up yeah. and it's going to make things more intense. And at that point I said, well, how long is intense? Because yeah. I don't, I don't yeah. know how long that's going to be. And I don't mm-hmm. know if I can do any, I can, you know, have this. And so yeah. my husband and I prayed and we had a moment and I just felt, um, I just felt led that we should break the water. I felt like I was telling us to break the water and just do it. Um, and sure enough, she broke it and she realized that the first time she tried to break it, she couldn't break it. Hmm. And it was very, it was very, it was like a very, very thick sack. Yeah. And she said, it seems like this is like very thick. Yeah. And so she tried to break it and I could feel her tugging on it and trying wow. to break it. And it was very strong. Wow. And as soon as she broke it, I felt like, like, I felt like my, my pupils dilate. Like I was just sitting here like, whoa, like a, sur- like a huge surge came. Hmm. I felt, I, and also I felt this like really just supernatural strength that came over me. Hmm. And I just started to move a lot stronger. I felt like I was on a consistent uh, flow. Hmm. Me, my husband, my doula, and even my best friends, like all had some sort of role to help me get into this space. Wow. And she broke my water around 12 and I started pushing around three. Wow. So after all of those hours of laboring, she broke your water. And then just in a matter of like, like three hours, really, you were ready to push. Wow. Yeah. And I had about four pushes and she came out at like 402. Wow. Oh my goodness. And in overall, like it was such an experience for me. And I feel like it's just such a, it's such a blessing to have a moment like that where you are just overcoming, like you're really mm-hmm. surrendering to the process and you see like, I can actually do this. Mm-hmm. I couldn't, mm-hmm. I never saw myself having that story of 32 hour labor or, you know, having a long, you know, process or delivery mm-hmm. or whatever. I always said like, I couldn't do that. That's not my story. Wow. Mm-hmm. So to see that actually happen into my whole family to watch this process was just like a, well, like we can do anything. Like we're mm-hmm. strong enough to handle things. Like yeah. it was just inspiring for all the people that watched around me. Yeah. So it was, it was really a, truly a transformation. Wow. That's so sweet. What, mm-hmm. where did you give birth to her? Um, we get um, upstairs in our room. So we okay. were in the, did we you... were in a water. Okay. So you had a, yeah. a water birth. I love it. Yeah. So and uh, my husband like grabbed, my husband caught the baby and uh, let her like kind of float to me. Wow. And I grabbed her and we just held her. And mm. she was such a calm baby. Like she didn't cry. She just mm. looked around. Like it was just, it was such a, like even thinking about it, it was such a beautiful experience. I'm so thankful that mm. um, I had a different plan than what yeah. I was going to do. Wow. And I think there's so much power in what you just said too, with, you know, you're so thankful you had a different plan, you know, like it, it yeah. wasn't going to be at the birth center. Like you had been planning for almost nine months of your pregnancy. All of a sudden it got switched and then it 
happened so differently than you imagined it was going to be. You know, you imagined a short yeah. labor ended up being a 32 hour one. And here you are on the other side still saying, I am so glad that it didn't go according to my plan and that it went the way that it did. And you were able to yeah. prove to yourself and your family and your husband, your strength and how beautiful birth can be. And that's so, yeah. so powerful. That's amazing. Yeah, it, it was, it was seriously one of those, um, messages in my mind that you may not have to you may not have like the you know one hour birth or the two hour you know labor Mm -hmm. and delivery but you have this um the strength that you showed yourself and even those people they still need strength to get through Mm -hmm. even an hour of that because that's fast yeah yeah so for me I know that I feel like every, every story, every birth story is different and it's for their own purpose. And Mm. I feel like for mine was a, was a um, purpose of faith and surrender and letting go. Mm. And you're not always in control and that's okay. Yeah. And even, I felt like that was my whole story, even through IVF, through, um, you know, getting pregnant, like it never went the way I wanted to go, but Mm. I felt each, each season, each time that I uh, struggled with something, it made me stronger and it made me better. So, yeah. Yeah. And I think that's so hopeful for women too, for especially right now in the season of COVID-19, you know, where things Mm -hmm. do feel out, very out of control and very unexpected. And of course, no one dreams of giving birth during a pandemic, you know, Um, but just to show that, good things can come out of changed plans, you know, whether or not that's getting pregnant or during your pregnancy or labor and delivery or, you know, whatever season of life that is, there is so much hope knowing that, you know, good can come out of change. And so I love hearing your whole journey and experience. And that's such, such a powerful one. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. yeah, It was such a, it was such a blessing to connect with you. I'm so glad that I actually um, listened to your fear and anxiety affirmations or it was the um, confessions that you had on YouTube. And I listened Mm. to that right before I went into labor and it just so happened to work out that way. So that was very helpful. Yeah. Well, that's Mm. awesome. It just shows how powerful words Mm. are, you know, and how believing in your mind, what your body can accomplish is like, you know, so often our minds are what hold us back. And so freeing ourselves and being able to surrender that and trust that our bodies and babies are built to be born and give birth, you know, is so, so important. Mm -hmm. If you could, Mm -hmm. like thinking back to your birth experience, what was like, what was one thing that your husband did or your doula did or your midwife did or someone did that you were like, this is, I feel like what helped me the most during my birth experience? I would say my midwife and my doula, I would say they believed in me more than I believed in myself. Wow. That was probably the biggest thing. Um, they they saw parts of strength in me that I didn't mm. see. And so that's why um, like there was a moment where after I had the after I had my baby. And I was telling my doula, I was like, I couldn't, I like, I never saw myself doing some like something like this. Mm. And she said, girl, I saw it when you were going up and down flights of stairs. Usually people do like maybe 16 flights. You did 28. You're a strong girl. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I was like, really? It's just certain things that I didn't realize that I was doing during my labor where she was like, you can do this. Mm. You are strong. You're able to handle this. That was 
big for me. Yeah, my, and sometimes um, hearing someone else say it is like, oh, wow, like I didn't believe it for myself, but clearly you see something. And so it's like, that's what's so empowering. Right. And um, my midwife was just, I felt like I could trust her. I could trust mm-hmm. her with her knowledge. I can trust her with her information. Uh, when she tells me not to do something or to do something, because mm-hmm. I, there was a time I was being a complete baby. I was like, can I go in a shower? She was like, no, you need to do this. I was like, no. <laughs> so her like knowing what to do to help me to just mm-hmm. keep moving or progress labor was extremely helpful for me. Mm-hmm. Um, my husband, I can name a thousand things, but mm-hmm. he was just um, as a birthing partner, he was he was there through the um, teaching of you know, like going through the birthing classes, mm-hmm. he remembered things that I didn't remember. He at that by the time that I was in labor, he knew my blood pressure. Like wow. he knew it, he was very in tune to my body, what's mm-hmm. supposed to happen. Like mm-hmm. even if you watched our video at the end, he was like, I thought he was moving the baby. He was like, No, remember, you know, the baby's going to pivot. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, in- yeah. yeah. Yeah, and he was like, Yeah, the baby's going to pivot, and you know, he, you know, she's going to do this, she's going to do that. I'm like. How do you, you know when this stuff? you mean when she's like when her head is born and like she yes. yeah and her body turns to face your thigh and yeah, to, yeah for the rest of her body to be born and she knew all of that he also remembered all of like you know counter pressure movements mm-hmm. he was rubbing me he was just talking to me and he was very he was being very in tuned on when to talk to me and when not to talk to me mm-hmm. when to just hold me when to be mm-hmm. there like he wasn't. Um, sometimes he can be like extremely joking sometimes, but he was like very dead on serious that day. Mm. <laughs> so he was an amazing birthing partner to be with. I felt like he was with me throughout the whole labor. He was laboring mm. with me. I didn't, I felt like everybody that was there that was in the process was not just spectators. Yeah. They were all there mm. doing something purposeful. And that was important to me. Yeah. yeah and I think that that's, you know, when you're writing your birth plan and thinking about who's going to be in your birth space, do you think it's important that everyone who is there has a role that they're playing? Yes. I, I think even if it's a role of them getting you food, like my mm-hmm. brothers came and they just were there to just give me drinks and make sure that I was staying hydrated. I had, an, I had a, um, our best friend came and he was playing the guitar like mm. everybody, every, and my mom was just like at the door, just making sure we needed something. There yeah. was nobody that I felt that came that did not have a purpose. Yeah. And it made me feel like we were all in this together, even mm. though at the end of the day, it's my body. It's, you know, it's yeah. me that has to do it. But to have that support of like, we're all here mm. with you. Like we got yeah. you. We're not yeah. just watching this whole thing happen. And some people may not want everybody in the room, but even um, our midwife even told us that she said, like, the more people in the room, the longer the labor is can Mm. be sometimes. Mm. And she said that wasn't the case for you because everybody was in tune. Everybody was was just focused and with you. So that was helpful. And I think you're exactly right that 
you know, and anyone who comes into your birth space should be adding to your experience, not just spectating or taking away by any means, you know, it's how are they going to contribute to this experience to make it a positive and a productive one, you know, because at the end of it, we need to have a baby born, you know, and so how can they help in that process and doing that? And so that's so amazing. And you're right. It looks so different for every woman. Like I just talked to another mom who shared that like for her birth she just it was like her and her husband that was it you know she didn't want anyone else you know and that's yeah that's some women and then other women are like no I I need that support system I need to have those people who are close to me in order to feel safe and confident and so that's so amazing that even during this time where there is a lot of isolation that you're able to have that that really is like kind of a miracle it was legit a miracle and I'm thankful that everybody was um you know, everybody was able to, cause it's, it's a hard time for a lot of people, especially during, um, this labor process. Like it's been hard for some of the pregnant, you know, friends that I know that mm. have to go to the hospital right now. Mm. Um, especially in Michigan, it's so, it's very strong in the hospital. So just, mm. um, you know, really feeling for those that do have to go to the hospital and hope they get, uh, you know, an experience that they can remember and it's not traumatic. So yeah. Yeah. And that's so possible. You know, it's, yeah, they definitely can have that. And so again, it's just realizing what your options are, weighing those risks and benefits, and then deciding what is best for you and your family. And so for those women who do have to give birth in the hospital, they do have hope for a beautiful birth experience, you know, and I'm grateful that you, you know, are Mm -hmm. showing that there is, you know, so much hope when cha- when plans change. Yeah, With three weeks to go, and all of a sudden you're planning a home birth. You know, and so that's not what you were expecting. But I'm so glad that you're able to walk away feeling so empowered and confident by the experience that you had. Thank you. I really appreciate it. It was yeah. really a blessing. <laughs> Great. If there's one thing that you can share with mamas walking away, you know, from your birth experience, now being three weeks postpartum, having time to reflect on your birth experience, what is one thing that you would share with mamas who are listening to this, like one thing that they need to know when they are approaching their birth and time with a newborn and all that? I would say um, approaching birth, um, stay positive. Don't, don't let the outside come in. Like that was a big thing. Everything that's going on on the outside, um, fix your mind on things that are of peace and, um, remind yourself that you are strong enough to handle this. This Mm. was not, your birth was not by accident. It's purposeful. Mm. And this is not something that is going to derail anything because Mm. even with everything that's going on with this pandemic, a birth is still beautiful and mm. you're able to do it. Mm. So um, I would also say for, uh, I mean, I'm only postpartum of newborn, of having a newborn baby, but give yourself grace. Yeah. <laughs> give yourself <sighs> grace and sleep when the baby sleeps. <laughs> exactly. Great advice. Yeah. Yes. I love it. That's amazing. Well, thank you so much again for sharing this story with us and being vulnerable and being honest and telling the real truth. I really appreciate it and taking the time to away from the craziness of this newborn season. Um, I'm wishing you all the best. Um, You do have a YouTube channel. So what is your YouTube channel for all the mamas who might be listening to this? Oh, it is The Co-Life. 
Yeah, that's my YouTube channel. And our Instagram is underscore the cold life underscore. We honestly just talk about real situations with our life and just, mm-hmm. um, and now we're talking about having a new baby, but mm-hmm. yeah, our birth story and um, the actual vlog is on our channel. So check it out. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Great. Well, I'll link that down. Mm-hmm. If, if it's, if you're watching on YouTube, then I will link it down in the description below for other mamas who are listening on the podcast. And I will link it down in the show notes, but Lexi, thank you so much for sharing. I hope that you just have the best newborn season. Enjoy those baby snuggles. They're the best. And I'll be keeping up with you on your YouTube channel and on Instagram. (laughs) Thank you so much. I will talk to you soon. (laughs) Bye, Lexi. (laughs) Bye. Mamas, I was blown away by Lexi's story and her confidence through every twist and turn, the support of her birth team, and the way that she surrendered to each stage of her birth experience. Whether you have a hospital birth, a home birth, medicated or non-medicated labor, water or land birth, you are strong, maybe stronger than you even know. If you need that reminder that you are built to birth and someone reminding you of your strength, you can purchase and download the Built to Birth affirmation meditations that are linked in the show notes to listen to and use as encouragement in pregnancy, birth, and postpartum. And remember, let your podcast platform know to share the Built to Birth podcast with other mamas who need to hear these incredible birth stories by subscribing, rating, and then writing a review. So thanks for being with me in this podcast, and I'll see you in the next one.